Welcome back to Copy Trader. This week, we're going to look at price action, market breadth, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, relative strength. And then I'm going to pick some stocks for this week. So let's jump straight into price action. And I'm going to start with Bitcoin, as I always do. So two questions here. First question, what's the trend? And looking at this chart, well, nothing has changed from last week in most of the assets I'm going to be looking at. Not much has changed. This week looks very similar to last week. Now, is Bitcoin still in an uptrend? I would say yes. So this is that bottom in, in March. And if you look at the trend, it's still up. That's using visual inspection. Now, without visual inspection, if I look at this RSI, the RSI fell below, that's on the 3rd of September. RSI actually got down to 34. In an uptrend, the RSI should not fall below 40. But it fell down to 34 and it stayed at that level. And it was just hogging that 40, uh, that 40 line. And it's been there for several days now. At the moment, it's at 40. So technically, I would say, well, it hasn't really fallen out of the uptrend. It's still in an uptrend. So using the RSI, I'll say, yes, we're still in an uptrend. This is the low. This is a high. This is a low, a higher low here. Higher high. Higher low. And then we have this higher high and we have this higher low so technically we're still okay that line is wrong let me withdraw that so this is high low high low high low so technically still in an uptrend and if it's in an uptrend I would expect it to keep going up but that could be dangerous so what is the alternative thesis? Now looking at this, price pulled back in September from the 2nd of September. And then we had this massive red candle on the 3rd of September. So we have fallen down from a price of 11,895 down to 10,356 today. And this pattern here, is looking like a bearish pennant that's a bearish pattern so a bearish pennant is expected to break out to the downside so that's the alternative thesis we might actually that is bitcoin price of bitcoin might actually break down to the downside and if it does that where are the levels i will be looking at First level I'll be interested in is going to be this level here. I'm going to draw that line and I'll put another line here to mark out that consolidation we had back in, in May. So this is a period, an area of consolidation that has formed very major support. So right now, price is sitting at the top of a major support zone. It's a zone. It's not a line. This is the entire zone. And this is the value area. And this is a 200-day moving average. So what I'm expecting is for price to break down from this bearish pennant into this zone down to this 200 day moving average 200 day moving average is currently at 9104 price is currently at 10,354 so we're going to break down this is the alternative thesis break down here and it's still within that 
support zone. If that level doesn't hold, it breaks down further to the bottom of that zone. And that is at 8,557. Now, if that doesn't hold, then Bitcoin is in trouble. This whole area here is, is danger. By the time we get down to this zone, the RSI will probably be in oversold conditions. So that's Bitcoin. And using my RSI trend following model, this is Bitcoin. You can see Bitcoin is currently under the Ichimoku cloud. So that shows that Bitcoin is in bearish territory. But using the RSI model, this moving average needs to cross below this double line for Bitcoin to be completely bearish. So one model is saying Bitcoin is bearish. That's the Ichimoku model. The second model, which lags the Ichimoku model, is saying Bitcoin is about to turn bearish. But it might also bounce off this double line. So that's what I'm seeing for Bitcoin. For the US dollar, nothing has changed. The US dollar is still bouncing within this yellow channel. And as long as it stays within that yellow channel, I will be staying away from the US dollar index. There's no need to, to try to time this. As long as it stays within that range, I'll stay away. So what I'm looking for here is, it's currently bearish. So I'm expecting a continuation of that bearish trend, a breakdown downwards, but we're just sitting above a support zone, this broken white lines. So price is currently at 93. The bottom of that zone is 91.43. A breakdown beneath that line puts the US dollar index in very dangerous territory. The alternative thesis is that price breaks out above this channel and then continues upwards and breaks out above this red Ichimoku cloud. That's when I will be looking at getting in. As it stands right now, I'm not interested. And if I try to use the, the RSI model, same one I just used for Bitcoin, switch the asset to the US dollar index, it's very clear here that the model is already below the double line. So this is the point where it crossed the double line sometime in May. So since it crossed that double line, it's been bearish and you can see the trend. And then it's consolidating now. All that consolidation is still in bearish territory until this index crosses above this double line. I will not be opening a long position. But by the time it crosses this line, it will have broken out of this range and it is very likely it will have broken out of this cloud. So this is the importance of trend following. I have trend following models that I use to guide my timing of the market. Okay, that's US dollar. Next asset is gold. Switch to gold. Gold is also still in an uptrend from this bottom here it's a clear uptrend now let me zoom in to take a closer look some people might look at this and see a bullish pennant like that and this is a pole bullish pennant is expected to break out to the upside and when you consider the fundamental issues surrounding gold central banks you can easily make a bullish case for gold so 
main thesis is a continuation of the uptrend. Some other people might look at this and see a descending triangle. Now, a descending triangle is bearish and it should break out to the downside. But gold is currently sitting on top of that Ichimoku cloud. So this can act as support. But if it doesn't and it breaks down, the first level I'll be watching is this level here. It's not a very strong support. It's a minor support. If that does not hold, let's, let me assume price breaks down to this level below the Ichimoku cloud, that level doesn't hold. Where is my next level? The next level will be from here, which is the top of this consolidation. And this is going to be the bottom. Somewhere, I'll put it here. So the first level is, now this is actual gold, spot gold, not GLD. The first level is at 18.04. If that level doesn't hold and gold breaks down, the next level is 17.51. Now that whole region is a major support. You can see this consolidation. You can see the value area. And the 200 day moving average, this blue line is also quietly approaching that value area there. 200 day moving average is currently at 17.02. The bottom of that range is 16.8. If price now breaks below this 17.51 level, the next level is 16.80. Anything below that is gonna be very, very dangerous for gold. Very dangerous. But for now, I am still expecting the uptrend to continue. If it doesn't, first level is 1804. Okay, next one is the SPY. Right. For a number of weeks now, I've been calling for this pullback. I was expecting, not calling for it, I was expecting a pullback. And eventually, we got that pullback right there. So, this is a top in. February. This was a resistance area in August. And then we made this uptrend and then this pullback. So right now price is finding some sort of support at that support level. So that resistance zone has now become support. I am expecting some sort of, you know, momentum build up and a continuation of the uptrend so that's the main thesis but if that doesn't happen the alternative thesis is price breaks below this level we're currently beneath that level but where is the next level the next level will be somewhere here i'm gonna put it here so those two levels, the first level is 338. Now I'm using the SPY, which is the largest S&P 500 ETF. First level is at 338. That's where price is roughly at at the moment. It's not exactly there. The second level, that is if price breaks, continues the downtrend, it's going to land here. That's 320. Now this is a stronger support than the support at 338. From here, I would like to see a rebound. If that doesn't happen, then the next level is somewhere here. 297. Now between 320 and 297, there's a lot of support. The 200 day moving average is there. The value area extends from 
331 to 302. I would expect some sort of rebound before price gets down to 297. If price breaks beneath 297, <laughs> this might not happen by the way, but if it breaks beneath 297, there's one more support here because of this consolidation. We had this consolidation here. We have this consolidation here. So if we break below 297, next level is 277. So down here and then continue down here. If we break below 277, then we're going back to March low, which is very, very unlikely. I don't really see that happening. So that's price action. Now I want to look at the internals of the market. What's really happening under the hood? Now that takes me to market breath. I love market breath because market breath shows me exactly what the stocks in the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ 100 or whatever group I'm looking at, what they're really doing. So I'm going to start with this advanced decline lines. Now I have the S&P 500 chart here. And these are the advanced decline lines, the cumulative advanced decline lines for large caps, mid caps, and small caps. Now this is large cap. The advanced decline, well, there's clearly a decline from September 2nd down to Friday. Friday was September 11th, yeah. Now this advanced decline line has formed, well, it has formed, I would say, it hasn't really formed a new low. It's not a low, well, it's kind of a lower low. My drawings are not very accurate, but it looks like a lower low. Yeah, I'll say it's a lower low, but it's so close to the previous low that I can say it's neutral. So that's large caps. Large caps are declining, but not by much. Not by much. Now, mid caps, on the other hand. Another thing to note in large caps is this was the pre previous high. And then on the 2nd of September, we formed a higher high. And now we have equaled the prior low. Okay, so that's what it looks like. With mid caps, this is the prior high. We formed a low here and then a lower high and now a lower low. So that is the definition of a downtrend. A series of lower highs and lower lows. So mid caps are doing worse than large caps. And then if I look at small caps, that's the prior high, that's the low. The low is almost equal to the, to the lower high. So that shows you that they're performing even worse than the other two. And this is the new low. It's clearly in a downtrend. So what I'm just saying is, Stocks within the market are forming, they're declining, and small caps are declining far greater than mid caps, and mid caps are declining even far greater than large caps. So if I want to be in the market now, I want to be in large caps. I want to be in the large caps, not mid caps, not small caps. Okay, I'm gonna move on to another measure of market breadth and it's the percentage of stocks above the 200 day moving average and there's something interesting here i want to look at the trend first of all i have to get rid of these drawings here okay that's all gone now this is this is the Vanguard Total Market ETF. I could replace that with the SPY, it's the same thing. Now, I have the New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, large caps, mid caps, and small caps. 
Now, the percentage of stocks in the New York Stock Exchange that are above their 200-day moving average is 50. That is what you expect to see in an uptrend in a bull market. You want that percentage to stay at 50 or above 50, not below. So this is good. And what is even more important is the trend. The trend is roughly flat. That is, it's not advancing, it's not declining. And so there's a slight a gentle decline here, but overall, if I take it over a period of one month, it's flat. If I look at the NASDAQ, it's important to distinguish between the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is an exchange where non-financial or non this is the exchange where mostly technology stocks are listed. Mostly technology, okay? The New York Stock Exchange is for all the other kinds of stocks. Financials, um, materials, industrials, and all those other industries. So NASDAQ is tech-heavy, mostly tech. The percentage of stocks above their 200-day moving average is 49. And that number may not be the most important fact it's the trend it's been on a downtrend since august it's quietly declining so the nasdaq is suffering the brunt of this pullback of this sell-off and that decline began long before if you look at this chart here i'm just going to try to eyeball it down here it's not very accurate yes but this current pullback or this current correction if you want to call it that some people say a 10 percent decline is a correction 20 percent is a what they call 20 percent a bear market something like that some people don't like it but let me call it a correction this correction began some let's say beginning of september nasdaq stocks have already been declining, that is the percentage above their 200-day moving average, have been declining since early August. Just somewhere around there, they have been declining. So most of the correction or the decline will be in technology stocks. And everybody can see that in the market. You can see that your tech stocks are very red. You're losing profits. The ones that are not in profit are having huge drawdowns. How about large caps? The S&P 500 is a mixture of stocks from different industries. It's not just tech, but most of the largest market cap stocks are the tech stocks. So overall, the S&P 500 has 59% of the stocks containing it above their 200 day moving average. If you look at the trend, all the way from July, it's almost flat. It's slightly upward. Overall, overall, it's flat. No increase, no decrease. So you're safer in the S&P 500 than you are in the NASDAQ. Now, this NASDAQ is the composite, not the, uh, not the NASDAQ 100. Now, if I look at meat caps, Meat caps are worse off than large caps because there is a clear downtrend. And it's not just a downtrend, but the percentage of stocks above the 200 day moving average is 46. 50 is the target. The percentage for mid caps is 46. That's terrible. And since the end of August, it's been on a downtrend. For small caps, it's even worse. That percentage is 41, and there's a clear downtrend. So this shows that most of the correction is taking place in the NASDAQ, the technology stocks. So there are some stocks out there that are safe to be in. These are not gonna be tech stocks, so it's going to require some uh you're gonna need some research to be able to find 
those stocks that are not taking part in this correction. Another, if I want to dig deeper into this, uh, this market breadth, I need to use another measure to view what's happening in the market. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to look at new highs and new lows. I want to see how stocks are behaving in the different indices. This is the New York Stock Exchange. The number of stocks that are making new highs. Now these are new 52 week highs, not all time highs. Compared to the number of stocks making new 52 week lows. I'm taking the difference now. Is That value is 8. Which means there are 8 stocks or 8 more stocks making new 52 week highs compared to stocks making new 52 week lows. So that's good. Some stocks in the New York Stock Exchange are making new 52 week highs. With the Nasdaq, there is no stock in the Nasdaq making new 52 week highs. There are stocks making new 52 week lows. So this is corroborating what I saw in the cumulative advanced decline line and the percentage of stocks above the 200 day moving average. So these three breath measures are confirming one another. The brunt of the correction is in the NASDAQ. Now, if I look even deeper, if I look into large caps, mid caps, and small caps. There are seven stocks making new 52-week highs in large caps. There, are, there is one stock making a new 52-week low. That's very good considering the fact that the market is currently in a correction. For mid caps, one stock made a new 52-week high. And this is where I'm looking at. These are the numbers. Seven stocks made 52-week new highs in the large caps. One stock made a new low for mid caps. One stock made a new 52-week high. Three stocks made a new 52-week low. And you can see those, those um, you can see the histogram here. You can see that red indicating a new 52-week low. This is all green. And for small caps, three stocks made new 52-week highs and four stocks made new 52-week lows. So once again, the SPX, that is large caps, is doing much better than mid caps and small caps. And also, the New York Stock Exchange is doing much better than the NASDAQ. So what that means is, in conclusion, you want to be in large caps that are not tech stocks, non-tech large cap stocks. That's where you should be in at this point in time. Now, I'm going to search for these stocks that are making new 52-week highs. So there's seven in the large caps, there's one in mid caps, and there are three in small caps. So seven plus three, 10 plus one, 11. So all in all, there are 11 stocks making new 52-week highs. So I'm gonna pick one of those stocks, or I'm gonna say two of those stocks as my stock picks for this week. Now I have, I'm trying to allocate $1,000 per week in my virtual account. It's not real money. It's my virtual account. 1,000 pounds, no, $1,000 per week to try this methodology of picking stocks. And I want to see how well my stock picks will perform over a period of, um, let me say, over a period of one month, how well will the stocks I pick perform? Is this a viable stock picking methodology? 
for making profit in the market. So I'm going to use the same code I used last week. I want to find those 11 stocks that are making new 52 week highs in the market. I'm going to search for those stocks in large caps, SP500, mid caps, SP400, and small caps, SP600. And I don't need this code, so I'm going to disable it. And I'm going to rank them by the scooter. So I'm going to run this scan. The results will appear in a new tab somewhere here. So run the scan. And these are my scan results. And I've got 11 stocks. You can see that here. 11 stocks. So I found them. This is very interesting. Okay. What are these 11 stocks? FedEx. Before I do that, let me just dump these scan results in my scan dump chart list. Preserve sort other. Click OK. All right, these are my 11 stocks. FedEx. FedEx has been doing well for a while since the since the um, bottom of the market in March. It's been FedEx and UPS have been doing very well, but FedEx has formed a new 52-week high. That's incredible. Builders first source, whatever that is, I have no idea. Hebet Sports, Nike. Okay, Sherwin Williams, have no idea what they are. Darling Ingredients. This was one of my stock picks last week. So last week it formed a 52-week high. This week it has formed a new 52-week high. So that shows that it was a very good peak last week. Norfolk Southern. No clue what they do. Caterpillar. Okay, I know you. Archer Daniels Midlands. This was another peak I made last week. Yeah, I, I had two peaks last week. Darling Ingredients and Archer Daniels. And they have made new 52-week highs this week. So that's incredible. McDonald's Corporation and Graco. Now look here at the industry, no, at the sector. The sectors are all non-tech, non-tech stocks. And these are their industries. So that's very important. None of the stocks making new 52-week highs are in the tech sector. And that's obvious, considering what I saw in my market breath. So what I want to do now, I don't want to pick all of them. I want to select from these 11. There's several ways I can do this, but I like to use the RRG. So I'm gonna plot them on a relative rotation graph because this allows me to view their relative strength and momentum all on one chart. And straight away, I can see that these one, two, three, four are far ahead in terms of relative strength and momentum. So I am tempted to get rid of these ones, but they are all forming new 52 week highs. So it's, it's not correct to just dismiss all the others. So I might have to view all of them. Yeah, it means this IRG is actually pointless. Yeah, it is kind of pointless. But let me see. Heap has an extremely high relative strength. They're all looking flat because the market is currently in a correction. So they're all not having momentum, but Compared to other stocks, they are not losing momentum. Most stocks in the market are losing momentum. Now, this is over a period of three weeks. So let me view them one after the other. Start with this guy. You know, animate this to see how it has rotated. Yep, this is over a period of one year. Lagging, improving, leading. Yeah, it's all over the place. Next one, FedEx. 
I know FedEx, FedEx has been doing very well. You can see there isn't much volatility. It stays in one particular region. I'll do that again. It stays within this area, maintaining the same momentum and relative strength, and then it picks up and off it goes. So I'm interested in FedEx. Next one, the LDR. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. It lost a lot of momentum there. Um, okay, next one. I already picked this last week, so I'm going to exclude darling ingredients. So next one will be Sherwin Williams Company. It's weakening, lagging. You see, it goes into lagging, but it doesn't decline by much. And it stays within this zone here. It maintains the same momentum and relative strength it just stays within that region this circle so it's very stable and it's forming new 52-week highs so i like that nsc what does it do so it's also looking very consistent it doesn't decline by much within the same area i like that acapella long tail doesn't decline by much okay um next one ggg what the hell is that so stays in the same area over a period of one year they are looking good archer daniels i already picked last week nike nike looking good yep very consistent and McDonald's Corporation. Huge, slightly large decline there, but it's very consistent too. So this RG doesn't really help by much. It only allows me to get rid of, let me see. Well, it doesn't really help me do anything. So I need to view their relative strengths. That's the only way I can, I can sort them out. Now, I'm going to come here. I'm going to start with the first one. Heap, H-I-B-B. H-I-B-B. -B. What I want to do is I want to see, I want to look in depth into relative strength. So this is HIB, it's in an uptrend, clearly, it's industry, this is the industry, what industry is that? HIB is in consumer discretionary, now that's the sector, the industry is special specialty retailers, the industry is, well, not doing so well, it's currently looking like it's in a downtrend. But HIB or HIBB is clearly outperforming its industry. That's what this uptrend means. And that industry is slightly underperforming the S&P 500. But HIBB is outperforming the S&P 500. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep HIBB. Next one is FedEx. FedEx FDX. FedEx is in an uptrend. The industry is in an uptrend. FedEx is outperforming the industry. The industry is outperforming the SPY. FedEx is outperforming the SPY. I definitely want to keep that. So I'm going to keep FedEx. Next one is BLDR. Let's see how BLDR is doing. Okay. BLDR is in an uptrend. Yep. Yeah, they're all in an uptrend. The industry is flat. Not really in an uptrend. BLDR looks to be... Hmm. It's very... It has lots of swings. 
but it's clearly outperforming the industry and the industry is outperforming the SPY or has been outperforming recently because there's this period of underperformance and now it's outperforming. And BLDR is susceptible to huge swings. See this? Underperformance, outperformance, flat, and then outperformance. So, considering the fact that I have lots of good stocks to pick from, I'm going to be very, um, very picky. So I don't like these huge swings of underperformance that it has. I need consistency, so I'm not going to pick this one. I'm not, I'm not going to pick the LDR. Next one is SHW. Sherwin Williams Company. Uptrend, the industry is kind of flat. So it's been flat against the industry but now it's outperforming it's currently the industry is currently outperforming the SPY and it is clearly outperforming the SPY that's SAW is outperforming so I like that I'm gonna keep this one keep that NSC I'm gonna look at NSC but too many stocks to pick from and that's incredible considering the fact that the market is currently in a correction. So NSC is in an uptrend, the industry is yeah, just beginning an uptrend. NSC, yeah, uptrend, uptrend, uptrend. All outperformances. Keep that. Move to Caterpillar. Caterpillar. Uptrend, yeah. Uptrend, uptrend. Yeah, it's outperforming all across the board. Keep that. I guess I'm just going to have to decide using price action. They're all doing so well. So I have to defer to price action. So I'm going to start with HIBD. What does it look like? Look at that. Look at that chart. Now, what is really incredible is not the stocks it's how I found these stocks I used four lines of code or maybe five lines I think it's four lines is it four? One, two, three. yeah four lines of code and I found these fantastic stocks look at this it's been making new highs consistently for one two three four four days just think about that now, these are not all-time highs. These are new 52-week highs. But that's incredible. So when I look at this, it's not really my kind of stock. I don't like these swings. I don't like that. But it's good. I'm going to check the next one. FedEx. FDX. FDX looks better. I like that consistency. Switch to daily. Uh, get rid of this line. Remove that. Put this on. Okay, FedEx made a new high on Friday. That's not bad. That's not bad. But I don't like this. I don't like this downtrend. I'm looking for something that is undeniably good, that is irresistible. I just can't say no. That's what I'm looking for. So it's not a new all-time high because this is the all-time high. Next one is SHW. Sherwin-Williams. Where is it? Okay, now look at this. This is my kind of stock. Look at this. This is the month. Wow. This is the monthly chart. See this? This is what I'm talking about. Parabolic. 
I love that. Put it on the weekly. I like this. Okay. Now, get rid of this line. Switch to the daily. This is a new all-time high. So this stock is forming a new all-time high in the midst of a market correction. Just let that sink in. And it has formed three white crowds. That's a candlestick pattern. On the 9th of September, it gapped up, but that was not a new all-time high. On the 10th of September, it gapped up again, formed a new all-time high. And then on the 11th of September, gapped up for a third time, forming a new all-time high. That is just incredible. There's momentum, see, from here, there's strong momentum to the upside. So I like, this is what I'm talking about. It's undeniable. You can't look at this and say, oh, I don't like it. I don't know what it does, but this is definitely going to be one of my stock picks for this week. So SHW gonna pick Sherwin Williams company now these are my stock picks for last week you can see I started this stock picks for the month of September my first pick was Sunron RUN that's doing okay 0.50% up I invested $500 made $2 not bad last week I chose DAR and ADM look at them even doing better than Sunrun. 1%, almost 2% up on DAR. So that's incredible. So this methodology is not so bad. Now this week, I'm gonna choose, what is it? Sherwin-Williams Company. So I'm going to set a market order, $500. Okay, now that's done. Next one is NSC. What does this look like? NSC monthly chart. Oh, another stock that I like. See this? Parabolic. Love that. I just love parabolic stocks. Now, some of them might say, yeah, parabolic stocks are all fine and good when they're in that parabolic mood. But when something happens, like uh, maybe Wirecat and there's a collapse, the parabolic move is gone. But the good thing about technical analysis is by the time you see it forming lower lows, you're out of that position. So you never get to suffer getting stuck in a parabolic move that becomes a collapse so nsc is looking good switch to daily if i am not mistaken this is also looking like an all-time high i need to be sure so this is the current close This is an all-time high. I think so. If I go to the monthly, yeah. Yeah. So this was the previous. Switch to daily. This was the previous high. Previous high was on that day. That was 29th of January and it closed at 214. And this is Friday. It's closing at 217. So this is another stock making an all-time high in the midst of a market correction. Now, it doesn't look as beautiful as Sherwin, what's that company called? Sherwin Williams, but Norfolk Southern Corporation is also amazing. NSC, yeah. That's my second stock pick. $500. If you're making new all-time highs when the market is selling off, then there must be something 
good about that stock. Next one is Caterpillar. I'm very familiar with this one. Don't tell me it's an all-time high. No, it's not an all-time high. Yeah. That is higher than this. So it goes without saying, since my two picks this week have been based on not just the parabolic move, but they're forming new all-time highs, any other stock I want to pick has to meet those two criteria. Caterpillar has not. GGG, um, Graco. Oh my God, no, terrible. Oh, I hate companies like this. What is this? What is this? I don't like this. So that doesn't even come close. ADM, I picked last week. Nike, NKE. Oh my God, Nike is forming new all-time highs. This is crazy. I love this, look at this. New all-time highs, Nike. Everybody knows Nike. You should have Nike in your portfolio. Definitely, you should. You should have Nike, look at this. Oh, I have to pick this. It's even better than Norfolk. So what am I gonna do? Okay, I'm going to split this 500 into two. I'm gonna open an order of $250 for Norfolk and $250 for Nike. But let me check the last one, McDonald's. MCB, how are you doing? That's not a new all-time high, is it? No, that's not a new all-time high. No, definitely not. It's not bad, but not an all-time high so NSC I'm gonna open an order for $250 is in fake money of course virtual equity I don't have that amount of money and Nike $250 set that order so, SHW, NSC, and NKE are my stock picks for this week. 